That's right. This is Low Speaks. I'm Los, and I'm going to speak. Follow me on Twitter at That's Right Los. This week on the program, Jimmy Preston, our new co-host of the Emergency Exit Podcast. We are good buddies that talk to each other on the phone. Uh, more than you talk to probably your normal friends. But we have a lot to say. We have plans for our futures. Um, I'm very appreciative of him, and I think he's appreciative of me, and we're appreciative of each other and how we are joining our journeys together to make some good podcasts happen for you guys. That being said, this conversation included a lot about politics, current politics, of course. We talked about the wall, uh, among a bunch of other things. So go ahead and uh, sit back and relax, listen to this. And if you guys have any emails you want to drop us, go ahead and drop those off at emergencyexitpodcast.com on the contact page. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy I Preston. Do, I do like it when we have a, a pre-talk and then we talk. No, that's the way to go. Because, that's the way Joe Rogan does it. Yeah. Well, and and then, you know, the, I um, often will come at you hard just to provoke. And, and, and that's the comedian in me. Provocateur. Yeah, provocateur. The sound like, you sound like Gavin McInnes when you say that. Yeah, and, and look, I appreciate that part of him. Um, and his and his angle, but don't don't ever compare me to Kevin Kenneth. Uh, <laughs> and then again, that, that, see that's that's a provocateur in me. Like I, I I don't know the guy. I don't I don't know enough about the guy. I really have done no yet, research on the guy. Yet so. you've taken the word well, of mainstream I, media over the no, word I, of me. I don't even have. I, I don't even listen to mainstream media. It's just I didn't even know who he was or that he was. That he was um, uh, one of the founders of uh, the Proud Boys until you told me. Mm. So, uh, so anyway, I I just say things like that as a provocateur because I know that you are trying to um, convince me that he's not as bad as the mainstream media would make him out to be. So anyway, he's not bad at all. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, just like Bush. I would, you know, like G, uh, GW, I would, I, I would think that he's a nice guy and sitting around with him while he's painting what? and he says he doesn't drink anymore. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure we'd be able to have a, have a beer in the chat and be a good old cow poke and we'd have fun you're, wrestling you're around. You're not, you're not serious. On, on his ranch. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Well, I don't agree. Oh, I'm, I bet, I bet Obama's quite pleasant. Well, now, I'm sure. I, now, as far as Trump goes, I don't think I'd like him. I, I think that he'd just be a miserable person to hang out with. I, I, I'm a pretty good judge of character. Anybody that crosses their arms in a suit um, like that, you know, it seems seems like a very... You're talking uh, about the funeral? No, it, he does it all the time. Like in in a staff meeting. You know, um, this is why people like you like have a problem with Trump. You have to find you're like Jerry Seinfeld. And when he's trying to when he has a girlfriend on the show, it's like the guy is perfectly fine. But there's just one little thing I just don't like there's about something. him. You just have to yeah. find something yeah. that you don't like about him. Oh, he's got man hands or he's got a high voice or this one's a close talker. You know, instead okay, of just look, looking at look, the, look, 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 look. Go ahead. Are we recording yet? We have been recording, yes. 
we are recording. Okay, yeah. so look, I've been following Trump um, for years, and this is because I'm I'm a radiophile. I grew up here in the D.C. area on uh, on radio, talk radio, um, you know, and I, I I was raised by listening to Trumbull and Core, Harden and Weaver on WMAL, which is a conservative station now. Um, it probably was back then, but the, the lines weren't so clearly drawn um, like they are today, right? Um, and and then um, we, we'd, we'd listen to the radio. My parents would listen to the radio every morning, and I'd listen to talk radio. And it was talking about current events. This is during the Reagan era. And um, and then, you know, we'd, we'd listen to, they would do uh, Hardin and Weaver would do a uh, a waltz or a march. They'd play a march every morning, and like when the march would play, that was that was the time every morning that my dad would have to get out of bed and start getting ready to go to work and go to his go to his job downtown. And then um, after the after the march, they would have Paul Harvey. You know Paul Harvey. And now you know the rest of the story. I'm Paul Harvey. Good day. You know, so I grew up on those guys. And then I also, uh, Don and Mike, Howard Stern, the Grease Man. Um, now, so Trump was always a recurring character on on Howard, Howard Stern. Right. So, and I, I read uh, The Art of the Deal when that came out. But before even Art of the Deal came out, he was... He was a character in in New York. He was a playboy and, you know, real estate mogul. Yeah, self made, and and you know the he he did, and I can't fault him for the way that he did it because I've done it. I you know I I go by Jimmy Preston. That's my um, my stage stage name and my radio name. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is James Preston Atkins. Now, when I would uh, try and book myself on on uh, a comedy um, gig, I, I would I would try and call as James Atkins. I would call as James Atkins, trying to book Jimmy Preston. Now he would do the same thing in the media, you know. So that's well documented that he was his own PR person. So uh, called a hustler, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, right. And so I can't, I can't fault him for that but the guy has always been um you know a little sleazy and a little uh a little um that's just perception bit of bit of a uh, is that true i mean he seems that way right but is it true sometimes people can seem like something but you know really not like that right and then you know, some of the things that he used to say on the radio made me judge his character. Right. Okay. So I I never really had a very positive um, opinion of uh-huh. his, his personal character. Okay. And I'll, I'll admit, I watched the uh, The Apprentice. It was a well produced show. Um, it was interesting, held my attention, and I didn't watch it so much for Trump, but for for the other celebrities that were on the show. And it was interesting to just see the dynamics in the boardroom, 
and like who he was going to fire. It was always quite clear, you know, because I'm, I'm a television guy. I've studied television and film production, and and a lot of the times it was it was pretty predictable. Right. You know? So now he's a president. Well, he worked hard so, to become the president. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, take some... He beat out people that have been doing this their whole life. And... He did something that was a, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he spent millions less than any other campaign in the history of presidential campaigns. Right. Um, due to his already established audience and then and then he also did something that you know remember um he was the uh, head of the dnc for a while uh he 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 was running he was one of the uh, uh he was a former um governor i believe i can't remember his name right now but he was he was in the running to be one of the uh, nominees for president and he was he was kicking ass he won in iowa he won in new hampshire and then he was like we're gonna go to iowa or we're gonna go to kansas we're gonna go to tennessee we're gonna go to ohio yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, we all we all remember that guy i don't know but Chappelle made fun of him but yeah that all he did was a funny little yeah and he all of a sudden was knocked out of the race because of that. All he did was a, yeah! Now, and you're he, assuming that whole thing, he left the race or didn't make it all the way just because of that one clip. And I'm sure that had something to do with it, maybe a little bit, but I doubt it had as much magnitude as you're there, claiming. I mean, it's possible that he might have not been the um, the darling of the Democratic Party at that time, and they were yeah. scared that he was the front-runner. But that one thing happened, and then it was just, like, magnified in, in, in the public's eyes through the media, and it destroyed him. Like, he couldn't recover from that. He dropped out of the race shortly after that. Because of that one thing, it wasn't because of a scandal like Gary Hart. Uh, well, there you go. That's like, that's that. Just because of that, you know, I, I doubted people didn't vote for him. He dro- then you're saying he dropped out, and that makes more sense to me than anything. Like he, just like that story we did about the kid who has the last name of Trump. Sometimes you just have to own up to it, and people will like love you way more for it. Like, if he was like, well, oh, yeah, if he went out there and started doing that all the time, like, everyone would expect him to do it and wait for him to do it, and he would only do it at the very end, you know, just like when you have a one hit, and then you go do your <laughs> show somewhere, and, uh, like, that closing time song, you go and see those guys, and they play a, an hour set, and then they wait for the finale to play closing time. Do they play it every time? Of course. I mean, that's their bread and butter. No one goes and sees <laughs> Supersonic without, you know, knowing that that's what they're going to play. A real a real Supersonic fan would be like, I don't know if that's their name or not, would be like, you know, that is their most played song, but they've got way more songs. And I tr- trust me, their song on paper boxes and airplanes was probably the best one. 
you, you, you bring up a, a point here that, that may may have some uh, some some good footing, you know, in that it, it shows a personality flaw or a character flaw or maybe a, um, a, a bad tactical decision to retreat from it mm-hmm. and try and, um, you know, cover it up or, or, or um, make up for that, that little gaff. Uh, instead, if you own it, you know, Think about what happened to Senator Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren, when Trump kept calling her Pocahontas and she got so angry about it and got a DNA test to show that she was not Native American at all. (laughs) Trump goes, well, I guess I can't call her Pocahontas anymore. (laughs) That's one way to not get (laughs) it. It's so funny. That Pocahontas thing has always made me laugh. You know that she's gotten where she's at is today because she's claimed that she's Native American and she's like on Native American boards and shit and <laughs> she's not even one one thousand twenty fourth. She's possibly that much. <laughs> well Yeah, so so when she had her I, I don't I didn't ever see the uh, results. Was there like two percent Native American? Was there anything over zero percent? Native American. No, it was like point zero zero. It wasn't even a percentage, dude. Not even a point one. Not even a carrot. Not even a solid. Okay, well then let's pull her from the table. But um, yeah. But the point is, is uh, the jokes when you when you own the joke when you when someone calls you something, man, you own it, and it becomes right. your nickname. And don't be a they call you shit face or something like whatever own that shit man stop show that you have some thick skin because the second you show them you don't like it they're gonna keep calling you that they're gonna keep doing yes think about lying lying ted you know he he owned up to it with uh with trump and fucking you know stepped up to him and didn't fall back and now guess what he's beautiful ted texas ted now you see how it works? You just have to own it and don't be afraid. Don't be a victim and you're going to fucking be just fine. So going going back to to the point though, it's what 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 got um God, I wish I could remember that guy's name. What got him out of the race was that silly gaff. And what, what I'll Google Trump it right did, now. It's uh oh, I was going to say Harry. It's not Harry. Um, what, what, what Trump did was something that in the past he, he went out and said terrible things, like things that were quite, uh, divisive and, you're um, thinking of un- Howard, Howard Dean, Howard Dean. That's right. Um, he said divisive things. He said unpolitically correct things and, and things that could have been, uh, construed as racist, and somehow it, it never affected him. He's that's why he's, he's Teflon Don. Like everything's, you know, yes, it'll give you cancer, but man, nothing sticks to it. Okay. I mean, look at that um, hair. Like, do you think that you know everyone knows that think, that hair is terrible, but he still owns it. He owns that he, shit. That's he, a billion he, dollar he, haircut. He probably owns the company that makes the mask. For Halloween, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably. 
Think about Gene it's, Simmons, man. He's like Gene Simmons puts kiss on everything. You got a kiss coffin. We got a kiss credit card. We've got kiss yeah. keyboard. Get your get Trump, your amplifiers and uh, your keyboards from us. Trump. Trump is the Gene Simmons of politics. No, 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 and, no, 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 no. Gene Simmons is the Donald Trump. No, no, no. Yeah. Because Donald Trump is the Don. He's he's the man. Brought Feng Shui to America. I don't know if I told you that before. <laughs> well, yeah, you told me Blanton uh, had a theory. Yeah, it's not a theory. Uh, Look it up. I looked it up. When we did our episode just like we're doing right now, where we're just talking, having fun, conversation. I Google it because he told me about it. And I said I don't believe you. That's BS. And I Googled it, and it comes from like a reputable source where they're talking about feng shui in America and how Donald Trump was the first one to start bringing them out here for his hotels and shit. Yeah, yeah, he he went to Japan and was like, "Oh, hey, how come everything looks so great?" And they're like, "Oh, feng shui." What the feng shui? And he's like, he's like, like, "Feng shui." Oh, I'm gonna try this out in all my hotels. Okay. We're gonna try them out. They're gonna be great. Yeah, so great. Well, bottom line is he doesn't own most of the hotels that have his name on them. So um, they do still have his name on them, and that's still something. Yeah, and he gets. He gets I don't paid care if I own it or not. It'd be sweet to have my name on it. Mm-hmm. That's I right. wish there was Jimmy Preston Hotels out there. Preston Hotels, man. Yeah, that, you, that you don't own. They just like want to you use your name because it has a reputable you source. Ha- you don't even have to pay the taxes on it, you know. And 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 you just you just so uh, collect about the royalties. So I know one thing that a writer has a problem with Trump, and it's that he's a tax evading fucking douchebag, right? He's tax evading is what I want to get into. Now he's never evaded taxes. He's just found loopholes to not have to pay certain taxes and it's not that they're called loopholes that's just the way taxes work you know when you don't you don't have to pay taxes on something that you donate or something so he finds a way of using that yeah. and, and being smart about it. that's why he goes it's not fucking cheating it's called being smart and people well, take that as a using, bad thing it's using your money to make money and that's how the rich get richer because they've got a tax accountant. It's not just how the rich got... gets richer. It's how everybody can get rich. See, the thing well, is, it's not okay, just rich yeah, people yeah, making yeah. money. We all but make the, money and we all have choices. The, they, and The ahead. average person doesn't have the money, you know, to set up a foundation. So if you set up a, a corporation and, and a nonprofit, um, you can do some really interesting things um, to leverage your, your purchasing and your your expenses and then uh maximize your write-offs and and that's that's all in tax law um you know it's very difficult for the average person to um understand tax law you've got to have some money to pay somebody to do it or you've got to do it yourself and and take the time and, and learn about it uh i myself haven't done it but I've worked for some folks in the past that that do do some of these things. You know, you 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 uh, you have losses and gains, and if you can offset your gains with losses, um, you pay less taxes. So, you know, I, 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 for example, I had a, had a boss. I was his uh, his, his bookkeeper. And, um, and, and his assistant, um, he had a lot of gains, uh, from, from some sales 
of, um, of of some securities that he he made, and he needed some losses to offset those gains. So he sold the property at a loss, and and it wiped out the gains. And then so he didn't have to pay taxes at that time for the amount of money that he had um, pulled out from that sale of those those um, securities. You know, so and it was a, a property that that he had um, had for a long time and he, he sold it at a, at a loss and, and it was, you know, just a way to offset having to pay $50,000 in tax, you know? So, yeah, but the, the average person that's making, you know, 50000 to to $100,000 a year, um, and that's not even average, you know, I don't even know what the average salary is in America right now. It's probably, you know, less than 50000 But, um, you know they don't they don't have the time, money, or knowledge to to and the income to even make it worth doing things like that. We're talking about multi million dollar deals. You know, um, you buy a, uh, a, a, a foreclosed property or a tax tax sale property for you know. $4 million and you do do a million dollars worth of um, improvements on the property or maybe you go and uh, grease, uh, grease a palm of uh, one of the city uh, city council members to get it um, re- rezoned from an industrial property to a residential property or a residential um, area and then and then all of a sudden, that thing's worth twenty million, and then you and then you sell it. So that's a fifteen million dollar uh, profit. Yeah, come up. You know, you're going to have to pay capital gains on that. So you're going to have to. You know, nobody likes taxes. Nobody likes taxes, and it sucks when you, you know, if somebody uh, inherits a million dollars. Well, guess what? You got to pay. 30% of that inheritance. Mm-hmm. So you didn't get a million dollars. You got $600,000. Know? Which is way um, bullshit because that million dollars was already taxed. And now you, it's just like selling a car or when you buy a used car and you have to pay taxes on that, on the full price that you paid for when it was already paid for when you got it. And you have to pay taxes to that. That is some bullshit, red tape, cocksucking bullshit. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about other things that aren't fair. I bought a car off the lot for twenty-five grand, and two days later, I was T-boned, and the car was totaled. But the insurance company only wanted to give me twenty thousand because they said that it had depreciated. Twenty thousand? I thought you said and you paid twenty-five hundred for this. No, twenty twenty-five grand. Okay. And and then they wanted to give me twenty thousand because they said it had depreciated. And because I had driven it off the lot, mm-hmm. once I drove it off the lot, it was depreciated. So they were trying to give me five grand less than what I had just paid for the the thing just a, a couple days before. And it's 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 insane, you know. And it's not fair. It sucks. I made you know I had insurance. I did everything right. Um, why 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 was I being uh, affected? you know, by somebody else's mistake and they ran a red light. Um, 
you know, and, and hit me. Because in reality, so, $5,000 was the profit of that lot to you. So they're just paying out the car value, but they got you for 5000 extra dollars, I bet. And they're like, well, we can't justify another $5,000. They already got that money. You know what I'm saying? When you think about it, the insurance company is just, they're the victim in the middle. They're like, wait a minute. All you've been paying us is $100 a month in insurance. Now we have to pay $20,000, 20, $25,000 or $20,000 for for, for, for that, you know? You're like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the point yeah, of having yeah. you cocksuckers. That's the point of having insurance. It's like the so one me doesn't look, count. Like, to, how many other people then, have and insurance? Then, and then we're told over and over, well, life isn't fair, you know? And no one said life was fair. And, and life isn't fair. That's right. And, uh, and it's definitely not fair when you live in a capitalist society like we, we live in. And... Um, you know, that's that's where we're at right now. Well, I you mean, know, don't you agree that, that capitalism is way is the best kind of economy that we could have here in America that makes everybody have a fair shake? I I can't compare it to any other because I haven't lived in another society. Yeah. So, um and I and I and I'm not an economist, so I haven't studied other societies. Uh you know what's what's interesting is I do uh, business with a gentleman who's a Romanian, um, a Romanian. Uh, uh, what do you what do you call those people that come to America? He's a uh, migrant, a, 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 a immigrant, and <clears throat> I thought for for sure he would have he would have been. Uh, we brought up socialism once in a, in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I thought he would have been like for socialism. No, no, those he guys are definitely not. Hates socialism, mm-hmm. and um, and I was so surprised. What kind of things was, was he really talking surprised. about that he was against? Well, and a lot of the things that that uh, conservatives rally against, and, and that's uh, they don't want the government interfering with business, mm-hmm. and he's. He's a um, a private business owner, and in in Romania they weren't allowed to do this. They weren't allowed to do that. They had to pay for certain things, and they were just forced to do all these things that made it almost impossible for them to run their business. And uh, he wants no regulation, and it's it's like okay. In a, in a perfect world, that would work, you know. And 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 in that perfect world, there'd be nobody trying to one up the other, or there'd be nobody trying to take advantage of the other. But we live in a world where, you know, competition is DuPont, natural, though, right? Well, well, it's I'm, always going to come down to about, that. You know, somebody's making profits on a. Uh, a chemical and they need to make the chemical well there's byproducts in making that chemical and it's way too expensive for them to dispose of that byproduct uh the right way so that it doesn't affect anybody so they just dump it in the river and then that has a trickle down effect of of causing problems in the estuaries the uh watershed and the uh, who's doing that the, who's doing you that? know it, who's dumping chemicals who, in the water right now Right now, Monsanto. I don't know. Monsanto is probably. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Allegedly. Well, uh, it's not that they're literally dumping it into the river or into water sources, but their chemicals seeps into the water or seeps into the ground and finds Well, yeah, they, they're selling low. a product legally right now that is being sprayed on, on all of your food. Which gave somebody uh, non-lymphoma, uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, non-Hopkins lymphoma. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hodgkin's. Not Hopkin's. Hopkins. Oh, am I saying John, Hopkins? Johns Hopkins. John Hopkins. Yeah, Johns Hopkins. Anthony University. Hopkins. I thought it was his yeah. disease. No, it's not Anthony Hopkins' disease. But, 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 yeah, you, you know, there, there's, there's so many different views depending on what view you're looking at. You know, when as a as a journalist, if I'm trying to write a an article about something. I can I can write an article at the macro level, and um, what does that mean on the mic on the macro level? At the macro level is uh, looking far away from it. You know, um, I'm looking at a uh, a painting far away, and I'm 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 a hundred feet away from a painting, and I can write an article about how it makes me feel and what it looks like and um, what what its texture looks like from from how far away I am. And, 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 and you could read it and you could be like, oh, I, I get a good idea of what this painting's like, right? You've never seen the painting. I could describe a painting to you from my hundred foot view, um, that you would seem to think was, was a very good description if you've never seen it. Sure. Okay. But if I, but if I get six inches away from that painting and I am able to deconstruct the brush strokes and the way that the paint is applied or what what the what the paint was or or that it was uh like acrylic versus uh oil or or that there was uh the even the the mat that it was painted on and 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 the different colors and the and and how the paint was was it a brush stroke or was it a dot uh was it was it a brush at all or was it a a plate um uh, nice that that it was applied you know that that's the micro level so okay. th- there's different views to everything so i can write an article from 100 feet away and, a, and six inches away and they're going to be completely different stories so we this is what i want us to do you know with our work on emergency exit podcast and this is what we originally um, said that we were going to do. I want us. Yeah, we have different views, and and yeah, I'm 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 always coming at it at a comedy uh, standpoint, and I'm sarcastic, and I'm a bit of a, a sadist in, in in certain realms. But uh, we've got to help the country understand how the messaging affects their point of view. That, that they are they're picking up and that, and that they need to look at everything with a uh, a critical critical eye and ear because you know from our conversation earlier we were talking about things then I went and sat down in, in front of uh, the television and I was I was just listening to you know and we've got the holidays right now so all the the A-list uh, journalists are on vacation, so we've got like the B team up there, and so there's just like 
foaming at the mouth. To, they're like, oh, I've got camera time, so I'm going to do all the, all the biting. Time to shine. And, and, and I, I was just like watching this, um, this, this pundit or this uh, journalist um, start their show, and they were like, in the last week, is, are the wheels coming off the White House? And, you know, Mattis was fired, and he said he was going to, or Mattis resigned, was going to leave in February, but, but then Trump got upset, and, and Trump said, no, you're leaving January 1st, and, and, and the, they're still arguing over the wall, there's a government shutdown, and, uh-huh. and this is all because, you know, this is the wall that, that Trump promised his base, and 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 he and and of course he promised that Mexico was going to pay for it, but Mexico said no, they're not going to pay for it. So now he wants five billion of the taxpayers' money to pay for it. You know, and it's 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 like oh my god, I can see how people just watch this and go yeah 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 yeah. And but but I like to look look at it from all the views and i and i and, and i i've always told you i i switch back and forth between the the different um talking heads i watched msnbc i watched fox i watched cnn and then i also watch B, bbc i watch um uh, al jazeera and and then i do a, a good bit of uh reading on something if there's something that's really uh really um on me i'll, I'll go and do my own research Unfortunately, it's all online. You know, I don't go to the library anymore. There's, you know, I don't even remember what the Dewey Decimal System is, and I haven't used a card catalog system in over 30 years. But, um, you know, it's 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 a mess, and people are just listening to what they want to hear, and um, we're not getting to any solutions. So. I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you in that Trump's idea of a wall isn't a bad idea. Before Trump even showed up, everyone I talked about having any, one. Anyone would have agreed with the wall. Mm-hmm. Before Obama passed the Affordable Care Act, everyone agreed that health care needed reform. Okay, everyone agreed that healthcare needed reform, and the the problem is the problem is we are just too easily manipulated as a as a culture or as a society to these trigger points. It's 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 not the news anymore. It's just like sit down and let me trigger you for an hour. You know what happened to news. And so I know I'm going all over the place on this, but this, this goes back, you know, I'll give you an example that, that wrestler that, that, um, is in the news right now. If you read the, if you just a headline reader, it's racist referee cuts wrestlers hair. Right. Okay, yeah, so I read the headline and I got a little bit into it, but I, I was just kind of passing and I didn't didn't interest me all that much because I, I didn't think about it. Um, 
and I thought about the NFL at first because this is a sport, right? And it's wrestling and, you know, what happens if the wrestler pulls on or something? And I remembered NFL not too long ago had a lot of people that had a lot of long hair and it became kind of a thing to have long, beautiful horse hair hanging out the back of your, your helmet and it started getting pulled yeah, like on. Troy, Troy Palomalu is one of the first ones that, that well, I'm, I'm sure there's been plenty more, but he was he was one of the uh, premier defensive backs that, that had big, poofy hair um, coming out. And it was part of his uh, ethnic heritage, you know, um, I, I guess. And one, one, one could say, you know, is uh, I believe he's Polynesian. And um, so he, he had, had the hair. But he's a defensive player, so he's not getting tackled. His job isn't to run with the ball and then get tackled. He's the tackler. So it wasn't so, so much a big deal. Oh yeah. But go on, I'm sorry. No, but however there were lots of running backs that had that and became part of it where you could they were concerned about you can't pull the hair, you know? And NFL said something about, hey, well, you know, the long hair is part of the jersey there. And, you know, you, you can get some you can pull on part of the jersey, I believe, in some form of tackling, but you can't just like yank on the clothing to get down. Well, the, the, yeah, you can't horse tackle. So I can't put my hand inside the back of the shoulder pads and pull you down that way. Mm. I can grab on the jersey and pull you down by your jersey, but I can't, like, reach into your uh, neck area, grab onto the shoulder pads and pull, yank you oh, down that so way. I can yank on the jersey, but I can't hit any of the pads to help them kind of grip and pull you down. But the shirt itself, right. I can. And that became a problem with the people with the long hair. And I'm sure this kid with the long hair, whether he had dreads or not or whatever, they probably gave him an option. Like, hey, you wrestle or you don't wrestle. But if you're going to wrestle, you have to cut that hair, and it's for your own goddamn good. Probably stank, so, too. It was a, probably a hygiene macro, issue. Macro view is... Okay, so I look far back, and this, I'm just looking at it from um, uh, the macro. Macro view. This kid had dreads. He's in high school. You know, young young kid uh, um, that's trying to you know show his his identity through his hair and stuff like that, and, and he's a pretty good wrestler, and and he's wrestled numerous events, mm-hmm. and it's never been a problem. But at this, this point where we're standing, we don't know why. We just see it happening. Yeah, we just see it happening. It's like. He's he's been wrestling for years. He's had this hair for a long time. Now, as a, if dread. I was an irresponsible reporter, I'd report what I saw from there and just report exactly what you see. There's this. It looks like there's a coach over there cutting a kid's hair, and I assume the kid's crying or something, right? Because he worked hard to grow this, and he's crying, and that's what I'm seeing from way far. Seems like this coach is uh, treating this child very poorly. You know, if I were well, it that, wasn't it wasn't the coach. It was the referee said that he couldn't wrestle unless he cut his hair. So the referee, the one that's the judge of the the event, is the obviously event. being a fucking uh, a, a Nazi of the game. Um, so then you're like, whoa, is he just making an arbitrary decision? Well, let's go to the rule book. Well, the rule book says that you're not allowed to have anything dangling off of your headpiece, and and it is truly against the rules. Okay. To have have hair, like if you've got long hair, like there are girls that wrestle in 
in in men's wrestling, you know, in the high school ranks. And they have to tie their hair up. And if, if their hair comes undone, I think they have to tie it back up. So, um, I, I don't know. Look at the rule book I, or the history. I don't know. But so, so somebody anyway, made this the, a story, uh, made the this news for no te- reason. Technically was following the rules. Right. However, you look at it a little bit deeper and then there was a history and this is where the racist uh, moniker got tagged to him because he called another referee the N-word. And he later apologized about it. But so he's got a history of using a racial epitaph uh, against a, and I don't know if the referee was even black. Where did so the source I, I, I come from? Is that what uh, came out in the story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I I I saw it reported earlier. But see how today. it's so quick to go into that 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 mindset of oh this guy's a racist or something instead of that he just said the n word somewhere one time like what is right. a racist nowadays just someone that yells out the n word once in his whole life in in front of somebody is that what a racist is it's never been a better time to be an actual racist in this world people are getting pointed that aren't actual racists when there are racist out, people out there that need to get their finger pointed at and they're just sitting there laughing watching people that aren't really racist get called racist irresponsible he might be a racist but he might not but he just in <sighs> anger used used a word okay. you know and he, Go and, he ahead. and he used used the word and it's now part of his history you know so that's how they successfully try to paint you. That's why they're still looking for a tape from, of Trump saying the N-word from The Apprentice, like from all the uh, deleted scenes and all the, you know, I, cutting room I wouldn't, floor. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. See, there. you just, you, if it was out there, it'd be out there already. People would, someone would nah, have thrown it up there. Nah, the producer is holding on to that. Yeah, Mark Burnett is a, like, close friend and appreciates Trump, like. Yeah. It's, but regardless it, of all that. Been, Regardless, of, anyone his, could have his, paid him that. His footage—they haven't found a way to subpoena the footage, but you know, un, unlike uh, his his good friend at the Enquirer with the uh, the what is safe wrong with of, saying the N word once or twice, man. Jesus. Well, yeah, if you say it in in anger or is in a hateful way, okay. it, it reveals something about your character. That's, okay, that that's, I, that I get right. But what if you say yeah. it around someone like you and me? Say that word once in a while, just for fun. Well. I know plenty of white guys that say it as as like a "Hey, what's up, my N word," and and you know they know that they're in a room with just their other white friend, and and it's fine. But they ain't gonna say it on the on the bus in Harlem because they're gonna get their ass kicked, right? And then see, even what I just said, the fact that they're gonna get their ass kicked it means that I've just. Uh, Put a judgment on the 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 innocent bystander that happens to be uh, African American or of African descent, uh, or somebody that that is even a, a white person that might be offended at the use of that word might kick their ass. You know, I'm 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 putting judgment on the person that might be the the the, the person that that's triggered by by that. You know, so you know it's so. God damn complicated. And I probably just triggered somebody by saying God damn. Don't worry so, about triggering anybody. It reminds me of this funny skit I saw uh, this these guys do. And it, it was 
a white guy talking to a black black guy, and this white guy had another black guy standing next to him, and he was saying, "What's up?" and He'd point over the white guy would say, What's up, my? And then he'd point over to the, his guy that's standing right next to him and he'd go, like, he'd say the N word, right? And the black guy looking at him was like, I don't know how to react to this. He still, is he still saying it? Because he had someone else say it for him, you know? And I thought that, that that's a pretty funny idea there, don't you think? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just pointing at him every time he wants to say that word. He's like, What? Of course I can say it. It's like, Look at it. And he pointed at him. Anywho, anywho, I don't feel that it has any merit that if he said that on the radio, you know, and what, actually what I was saying, it's fine when someone says something when it's like you and me, we say stuff all the time, right? You know, it's not appropriate. Um, it's locker room talk, don't you think? Well, I guess you got to know your, know your audience and know your environment and, um, he said something, and uh, of course and then, you know what I'm referring you know, to, I, right? I, 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 I like to, I like to think uh, that. I mean, you, if 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 it's if it's one of those victimless crimes, it's like, oh, I can say whatever I want inside my house. Well, is it victimless, or is it like chipping away at at your your inner being or your, 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 yourself, you know, it, it, do you believe it? Are you just saying like, as a comedian, you can say things, um, on stage that are funny and provocative and are, are just to get a, get a laugh. But do you, do you believe it? Um, within it, every joke lies a little revelation. Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, we were talking about Kevin Hart uh, and and his history of uh, of of um, jokes against homosexuals. Mm-hmm. You know, I does does he believe uh, what what he joked about? I I don't know because we've never asked him. No, he said it. You know? he, he said it. He goes, if if I can stop my child for it, uh, you know, it's not, I have nothing against him, but if I can prevent my child from being homosexual, I will take those acts. You know. That's what he said, and right. there's nothing wrong with that. Raising the child, raising I mean, your child the way that you want him to be raised, is nothing wrong with that. That's your prerogative. Well, I, mean, like, I don't, I don't know how you would raise a child to be gay, you know, um, or raise a child to not be gay. I, I, I think, I think it is what it is. Um. You know, things we've got we've got this idea that we can change, change people. And uh, I think the only person that can change a person is that person. So or 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 mold that person, you know, then there's the the environment uh, factors, you know. Um, You know, I uh, I don't know if the. The boy that is uh, grows up in in Boston. Uh, if we were to pick him up and and move him down to Mississippi, is is, is that going to be a, a different type of personality? I don't know. What, what do you think? Uh, it's hard to say. There there have been tests done where um, they taken two or they've taken a set of twins and raised them differently to see what they do. I don't know any of those results of it. I know that 
uh, or like one of them is gay, like there's identical twins and one of them's gay, you know, like there's things out there like that. Uh, you know, homosexuality is something that's been around. I don't know if it's um, a mental disorder. I don't think it's that way. But anything else beyond that, um, I believe is is a mental disorder, like uh, people that think that they're women when they're men biologically. And that's a whole other uh, show topic I wanted to go over one day was gender versus sex. Yeah, and I think in order to top, uh, tackle that topic, we need to have somebody that, uh, that has gone through that, I think. But to, the, here's the thing. It. We need to find the right person because you find off the, you know, a random one that's, you know, you got to find an actual real one that it understands and t- can talk because most of the time, uh, I, you know, you we will find those people and those people will be will be very hard to talk to, at least when it comes to my view on them. You know, they'll be very emotional um, and they'll take a lot of things to offense, I fear. And it's not worth the, the talk here. You know, we'd have to do some sort of remote recording. Yeah. But I guess I guess what what we're saying, you know, is uh, a lot of things we agree on, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the wall. We okay. all agree, and we all agreed that borders are important. Nobody, you know, this whole narrative that no, see, uh, you were Dem- saying that, but right now, Democrats—that's why we're shut down right now. They don't believe in a wall. They want open borders well, and. Unfortunately, right now, I, we're shut down because of it. I, I will say that right now, the Democratic narrative is um, that we don't want this, um, we, we don't want this ineffective, uh, or this is, this is what they're saying, I'm quoting them, they're mm-hmm. saying we don't want this ineffective um, racist wall, right? Racist wall, uh, yeah. And that's the worst narrative ever. And it's 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 a it's a losing narrative. I think if they were to change their tone and say, "Look, we don't have a problem with the wall. We just have a, a problem with the way that we're going about it." And also, you know, originally your wall promise was was built on a whole bunch of other promises. Like number one. We weren't going to have to pay for it. We can still so we can still get promise. our money back from it. It's not that he has broken his promise. It's that Mexico's being is being difficult at the moment, and he'll he'll we'll get money through um, tariffs and and all the all different sorts of stuff. Well, it's not that they're going to pay us five billion right off the bat, but that we'll tax it, and it'll become a a thing that will become like a Trump tax on on Mexico. I bet. Yeah, I I mean I've yet to see an economist say how, how that's going to happen. But you know, uh, I'm listening to the news the other day, and they're building a subdivision here in Northern Virginia uh, over the next uh, 10 years, and it's going to cost a, a billion dollars. You know, so yeah, it's a billion dollars isn't that much money. It's, it's, it's uh, in the grand scheme of things with, with the amount of uh, national debt that we have, it's, it's a drop in the bucket to the trillions that we that we owe but a a a actual physical wall um isn't the worst idea however 
the the promise was number one, we weren't going to have to pay for it, and then number two, that it was going to have some um, tie-in to some immigration reform. So, how do we solve the fact that we've got twelve to fourteen million people that are here that are undocumented? Um, uh, wait, 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 what was that number? Twelve to fourteen. 12 to 14 million. No, man, in this that, country. Is, that is the old number. There's a new number out there, and it's in the. What's the new number? 20 at least. <clears throat> 20 okay, million. So 20 million. Illegal aliens. So that's 20 million. And if. And and let me ask you a question, are, real quick. If just we, one, at, if one out of 20 million. Let me ask you a question. If just one out of 20 million were a rapist, would that be concerning to you? That. If we one let, out of twenty million, if at were least one, no, 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 no. Like, if, if is is it should be one is enough out of any of that. We shouldn't even allow one of those because of that. That's the issue. If you're okay with just one out of two, you know, two million rapists in the world or uh, illegals coming over, are you concerned about that at all? One out of would that concern you? One one person out of out of tw- twenty million illegal citizens, not even citizens, illegal uh, r- residents, I suppose. One of them was I've a got like twenty five hundred Facebook friends, mm-hmm. and I could probably go through that list and identify twenty that are racist, like actual racists that like participate in actual racism. Like, uh, I don't even well, know what that what means. what do you mean by participate? That's you exactly know, what I, I'm trying to tell you. Who are real racists out there and what did they participate in? Or just thinking, or just you have come to the conclusion that they think that their race is superior than any other race. Okay. I'm trying well, to figure I guess out. There's, there's different degrees of racism. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I there, there are because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say that they believe in white purity or anything like that. But I would say that they probably ascribe some of the problems in their life on the fact that other people of a different color or race are able to um, do things that they can't. Are you talking about like not white people saying this? Or those... I'm talking about like somebody that would be um, against affirmative action, you know. But the way you just then... described it was, uh, uh, I just watched a video of this this woman that goes to Costa Rica and has a retreat for black people, uh, black women, um, and she just she goes well, where she's from in Delaware or whatever. Um, she feels real segregated because it's a a red state and she, because she's liberal. And so what she does is, because she feels so segregated, she goes and segregates herself to Costa Rica to hang out with, that's right, more black people. Uh, and she thinks that this is because white people are so evil. And she stands there and goes, yeah, when I start talking to white people, I start feeling their microaggressions. And they start saying things like, oh, you're very well spoken. And then they go, they get all angry, like, oh, you're very well spoken. What is that supposed to mean? I'm very well spoken because I'm black. 
And that's what I would consider actual racism that you can see in the world that happens all the time when you say something like, oh, you look beautiful, and they go, for a black person? Or, you know, what's that supposed to mean? Not that I've ever experienced stuff like that because I'm not racist, but that kind of thing, I see there's video documents. I see, I watch a lot of YouTube, and, you know, I, I don't take everything with a grain of sand there, grain of salt. I take everything with a grain of salt there. But there are just some things like you find on Vice where this woman is going around saying, I just don't want to hang around white people anymore. And since I stopped hanging around white people, my life has been a lot better. Now, imagine that in any other context, like if a white person was saying, I just stopped hanging out with you know Mexicans and my life is dandy now, you know, but it's OK when and it was this was celebrated uh, Vice News that, oh, yeah, the women need to have their own camps out there in Costa Rica to get away from the evilness of the Republican Party because everyone in the Republican Party is racist inherently. Well, it's propaganda like that you see on the, on the media I, everywhere, and I will it's sad. agree with that. That's real racism. Race, Republicans are racist. No, they're not well, racist. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm okay, kidding. Good. I'm kidding. So, look. If, if you're a black person living in Iowa, mm-hmm. it's it's quite possible that you do feel segregated um, because there aren't you don't have your own um, community. You don't have your own mindset. Now, is that to say that uh, white people and black people can't agree on things? No, it's just. There are different cultural but norms. Doesn't this, doesn't this work go down to like the, the, the initial thing we started talking about was owning it? Like, let's say you're the only person around that is the black guy and you, you know, you don't have any friends, but you want to be friends with people. But, you know, they kind of see you differently because you're, come on, they always see is white people and you're the only black guy around. And they, not that they don't like you, they've just, they don't know you yet. You're a stranger. So what you do is you go out and you own it. Hey, what's going on? And you find some friend and you start hanging out. Like, what's going on? These people feel segregated, so they stay segregated. Instead of trying to join society, no one is – there are no racists out, racist out there that are like – that talk to that pretty black girl and go, I'm not talking to you. Excuse you. You are black. Get out of here. Nobody does that. You cannot find this in America, but somehow this is what's going on, and it's the scary racism that's everywhere right now. It's everywhere. Scary racism. But I, I, I think it's in, in the whole world. But if you, go, if you go to North Korea, it's just North Koreans. Yeah, and right? they also are communists, and that's what a lot of people in America want right now, too. Not a very big percentage, but there are a lot of people that would rather have communism and socialism in this in country. It, you know, and, I, and I've recently seen a lot of people reacting to some bullshit like that on, on the social media, and, and I think that is, <laughs> I think that's trolls, you know, um, putting, putting some, like, it's a recent push right now to get people to uh, um, start getting triggered. You know, this is what I'm saying. We've all got to watch out for these things that are out there to just trigger us, you know? Um, but what I'm saying is, you know, in, in North Korea, they're all North Koreans, right? Okay. There's not a, a very uh, wide, dispersed, you know, there's not a diaspora of uh, uh, different ethnic cultures and, and, um, and, uh, it's just right but they they've got some somebody 
has got a negative opinion of somebody. You know, what are, what are they, you know, the, the, the person that works for the government and is high up in the government probably thinks ill of the, the farmer or something like that. You know, like what, there's some, there's, we're always divided in something, you know, um, what is what is it about our human nature that makes us want to uh, think think ill of somebody? It's, 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 you know, so uh, like I'm thinking um, when when the different cultures came here, like in in New York, there's Chinatown, right? And Chinatown was right next to say Brooklyn, um, a high percentage of African Americans in 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 the neighborhood, right next to Chinatown, um, and and most of the Chinese merchants, who are their customers? They're 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 their own um, Asian uh, neighbors, and then some some black folks. So like in in the movies and in and in um, television and stuff, we're always seeing that the Asian uh, shop owner is racist against black people, right? Well, why? Why is is it is it that all of them are racist, or is it just that shop owner doesn't like, you know, the, the, the John from down the street who happens to be black because he he robbed him one time, you know, mm-hmm. and then now he's now he's just uh, he's he's like hyper hypersensitive, you know, but that's that's a personality flaw of that person to think that every black person that walks into a shop is going to rob him, you know? Right. That's like and saying then, you got beat then, up when you were a kid by a black guy and therefore you don't trust any black people anymore. Right. And then, and then Steve from down the street, you see, I'm just using regular names. I'm not using like a, uh, ethnically, um, Al- Alberto, identifying name. Alberto in right. Puerto Rico. So Steve walks in, he's black and he just wants a pack of smokes. Or or to buy um, some some bread, and it, he just happens to be passing through Chinatown, and he's treated like shit by this Chinese guy who was uh, who was robbed, you know, five years ago by a black guy, and now has a has a bad attitude about it, and he treats Steve like shit, and then now Steve's walking down the street with a bad attitude of of, you know, maybe he doesn't even know that. Yeah, he's in Chinatown, but that guy's from Korea, so he thinks all Chinese people are bad. But, but he's actually he's actually mad at just, you know, um, Bob, who's from Korea, who has a shop in Chinatown. So you know, it, it just and then it just multiplies and 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 just gets out of control. And so, well, you, what you was got, what, what were the black people wearing that came in? Let me ask you a question: Do you? look at somebody's clothes a lot, you know, does that tell you a lot about someone's character when you look at their, the way they dress, how they tuck, if they tuck their shirt in, if their collar looks askew, uh, if they're wearing a suit, if they have nice shoes, does that ever take account to someone's character and you judging them off the bat? Well, I, so let me ask you the, let me ask you this. I, I would say like the, uh, that um, incident, um, what was it uh, in Florida, where the kid got shot by by that security guard? Um, and wish I remember his name. Um, 
but he was wearing a hoodie, mm-hmm. you know? So that, that gave hoodies a bad... Oh, you're talking uh, about um, the one where the apartment and the, the Zimmerman, Robert Zimmerman. Yeah, Zimmerman and, and what was the kid that he Trayvon shot? Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Yeah. So, you know, like that incident, for me, um, if, I was, if I was to, you know, get married and we adopted a, a black child... Um, you would never would make probably, sure make sure he never has a hoodie in his fucking I, closet. I probably would not ever buy him a hoodie. That's probably a good idea because anyone in a hoodie, black, white, purple, brown, yellow, you all look like a fucking hoodlum, hence the name. And I was just bringing that up. Anyone that wears that into a store and it's on and you don't take it off I immediately, mean, you know, like for me, when I go into a store and I'm wearing one, I take it off or I take my hat off for a moment to brush my hair or pull it back so that, you know, I'm not a threat. These are kind of social cues that you're supposed to give to the the owner to feel safe that you're there and also, you know, put them at ease because liquor store owners are probably really scared. Always on edge. Yeah. Totally. And anyone coming in with the wrong look, now I guarantee you the same black person that got, that robbed him probably would be able to come in there wearing a nice suit nice pants, nice shoes, and how often do you really look at a man's shoes? And then he walks in, buys cigarettes, and walks right out because he looks like a presentable gentleman. But when you look like a hoodlum up to no good, and I think it's your responsibility as someone that lives in society to present yourself in a manner that shows that you're not someone that's out for crime. And we all know what they look like. They all wear hoodies for the most part. Now, there are a lot of criminals that wear suits, so you got to watch out for that, though, too. Yeah, look at the White House. So yeah, look at the White House. <laughs> yeah, drain the swamp. <laughs> it's true. So, you know, it's either uh, really, really bad crimes, or they're just out. You know, they're just <laughs> businessmen. But there's no, you know, very yeah. little petty crimes happening. Like going to rob you with wearing a suit. Just statistically, yeah. I'm just going by that. So I'm not. Re- it's not racism. It's just closism. We've got a lot of problems, man. And it's Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve. And the government is shut down. And you got a you got non-essential a lot of employees. Non-essential employees that are that are furloughed and not collecting paychecks. What is and, a non-essential employee? Well, I'd, I'd say uh, you've got the essential employees. We can talk about essential employees. Okay. So the people at the border. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that are, um, uh, the TSA agents, mm-hmm. the, um, FAA, uh, flight, flight control folks, um, CDC, CDC. Yeah. Um, keeping us safe from disease, mil- military and, 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 um, a lot of government contractors cause they're, they're supporting, uh, supporting, uh, defense agencies and, but um, you know, non essential or the, the person that just like okay, I've got a, I got a friend who works for the IRS, okay, and his job is to um, his job is to review the the training documents for um, the new tax law, and you know, go through through those documents and, and he probably, I mean, the, the new tax law training documents are probably very, 
very very broad, you know, a big okay. big document. He he's probably I don't know if he's overseeing the whole thing, and if he is overseeing the whole thing, then he's got multiple people under him that are that are doing the micro stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like chapter one, chapter two, somebody's in charge of chapter one through five or something right. like that. So there's a, there's a whole team that's just working on those training documents. It's possible that those people that are in charge of getting those documents that have to go out to um, all the IRS agents that are going to be reviewing the taxes that come in on April 15th, you know, so that they get properly trained on how to uh, fully analyze the incoming taxes from this past year um, are, are fully trained and and they assess the taxes properly and you know assign audits or or pay out um, you know refunds or collect checks and stuff are doing it properly. You know those people are not working right now. Um, there's a lot of people that are probably working for the Census Bureau that. That have a lot of work to do. Um, count people that, that are sitting at home right now, and then there's there's people that are doing the the work, and then you know in any you organization know, there's a lot of work you, being done. It, 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 it's a, it's a shame that we had to shut down when it was a simple. We could have just signed for the wall, you know, could have just gone the wall route. And it's a shame that we have to keep postponing this. And I know it's a shame we shouldn't have shut down. I mean, although there are some non-essential employees, I probably would consider essential as you would but it's a shame that democrats couldn't come together and agree well, look, on something this, that you agree on art, with something that you agree the with the art of the deal the art of the deal is this you don't give up your leverage and in in, in the grand scheme of things for the wall to be built without any immigration reform being agreed on is a bad uh, deal we need to build okay. the wall first, and then and, we got the I'm reform. Saying, Why are we so important? I'm, what is the reform I'm, that they have? Do we know? Okay, I'm fine with building the wall, but I need I need promises, or I need some some moving forward. I'm doing something with the what'd you say? Twenty million people that are in in America right now. Yeah, I need I need something that says that um, there's going to be. And this is what I was telling you earlier. I want, I want better checks and balances on this. You know, so when you hire somebody, I want a faster check to see that they are a legit citizen. Because I put a lot of the blame. These people are coming. The, you know, the, the ones that you hear about in the news are the ones that are claiming uh, or seeking refuge or seeking asylum, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lot of them that you hear about in the news that are the big. Um, uh, tear jerker cases, right? Those ones these, always these, make it in. They make it in and they get put into the system, the legal system, and um, and it takes years for those to be adjudicated. So, you know, but but the people that are already here, the people that will be coming, um, who is hiring them? American businesses. And and um, they can claim that they are, you know, oh, I didn't know. They, they look like they had the right paperwork. Oh, I had no idea. They know. So why do you think they, they hire them? No. Is it the one? Is it because they're willing to work for lower wages? 
Yeah. They, uh, that, okay, so now we're, we're, to, we're getting to a good meaty point of this migrant thing. This is the reason why things are, you know, they're so bad and wages are so low because they're able to buy, they're able to get migrant work for cheap off the dollar. And you know what? They're willing to overlook their badly made ID card to make this happen, knowing full well that if the one that's really at fault when they do this is is uh, the man that carries the illegal card. Legally, I don't think that businesses are to be, unless they actually intended it and you can prove intent, which is a huge thing. You have to prove intent in a lot of these kind of cases. So then we go back to that example that I gave you mm-hmm. of a company that I worked for uh, where we had, com- the, yeah. had the sh- we had the chef I just want this on the record here, so I'm going to tell you the story again. But you know, we, we had the chef. His, his name was Miguel, and he was our head chef. And then one day the accountant came in and said, hey, we got a letter from the Social Security Department, and his, his paperwork is, is wrong. His Social Security doesn't match up with his name. we got to let him go. So he was fired, and four days later, you know, because we were in turmoil. Our head chef was gone. What are we going to do? Four days later, we got Raul as a new head chef. And, you know, he had paperwork and he was he was hired and everything was cool. And and it just so happens he looked exactly like Miguel. <laughs> so that is a business owner. Now, granted, the business owner was an immigrant himself. First generation immigrant. So maybe he's got some empathy and he's like, you know what, man, when I first got here, I had to do it. And then I finally got, got my paperwork. So is it immigrants looking after immigrants? Is that what's happening? Like, you Sometimes. Know, um, and it's not helping them at all because they're, it's just in, enabling them to stay here illegally when they can try to sponsor somebody and get them in the process, get them into the system. So I want stats on how many letters are sent out. Uh, identifying an illegal or or a paperwork disparage uh, discrepancy for an employee to these employers, and I want to see who's doing it over and over and over, and I want that business because I'm not going to if I had a business, I'm not going to hire somebody if if they're not allowed to work here. Because I think that that is against the law. Is it not against the law? It's very much against it's the a, law. So if we are the cause of our own problem, they come, they're they not just coming here and hanging out. There aren't just siestas on every well, corner. Well, you're forgetting about, yeah, all those people that are, I don't know how often, but they still hang out every day at the Lowe's and the Home Depot's. And if you stop your truck too short, they're, they'll, they'll start asking you what you're charging and shit and... Yeah, there are people that are still willing to get cheap labor, and any I don't know why the the people don't just hang out like uh, the uh, ice agents <coughs> just hang out at the and make sure those people hanging out outside the Home Depot are are legal, you know? Because yeah, there are people out there that are have sympathy, and it, now God bless them. They got these golden hearts that think they're doing right. When really it's doing I mean, I'm, wrong. I'm up. I'm up here to celebrate the holidays uh, here in, in Northern Virginia, 
and I'm going to help my cousin drive a truck of his belongings down to Texas. He recently moved to San Antonio. So we're going to fill up a truck with all his stuff that's in a storage unit up here, and we're going to drive it down to Texas. And he's like, hey, uh, yeah, well, he said exactly that. There's, there's a Home Depot down the street. We can just get a couple guys to help us load the truck. Now, are yeah. you now are you okay with that? Did you go? Did you okay that? I've got a bad back. So you contribute to it. Just what you exactly said that you wouldn't do, and you think it's despicable. Not, you're willing to do it. I'm, I guess I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn the blind eye. No, are there no teenagers around? I'm sure there's plenty of teenagers you can pay twenty bucks to help you do this, or you know whatever you're willing to pay the Mexicans. Yeah, his nephew was supposed to help us, but he's he's like, well, it's Boxing Day on the twenty sixth, so we're gonna we're gonna watch the Man U game and celebrate Boxing Day. And I'm like, you were the worst kid in the world. You're not how, gonna help. How dare your poor you, kid. uncle? And you're celebrating another country's holiday in America. Do you know what Boxing Day is? Well, I know it's holiday? a I know it's a Canadian holiday. It's because back the kings and queens would have their Christmas, and then they would box up all the leftovers. Uh, it's and time give to clean it to up the servants, oh. and the servants would have the day after Christmas off, and they call it Boxing Day because they would eat the leftovers from the the royals. Yeah, sounds like a great tradition to keep going, don't it? servants who messed up man but you know some things so, you know, i'm sure there's it's still going on up there perhaps but you know for the majority of people it's become just a tradition you know and so the, the, going back to the wrestling guy you know it, it's everybody's upset at the guy because he's racist right but it's all the, the this referee his whole career is going to be um ruined he'll probably never referee again never or something bounce like back, that unfortunately and um well, hopefully he will bounce back you know he'll find some racist wrestling league to to referee it but um <laughs> i'm kidding he's allegedly a racist but um you know who's who's really at fault and i will say let's let's, let's look at the cause and effect who's really at fault the, the fault is when the kid started growing his hair out and that first ref, first referee that let it let it happen and say he's wrestled 30 matches with the dreads he was breaking the rules and they allowed him to break the rules so it's consistency i want to see consistency if there's a rule book and here's the way that got, I see, I see we, this example. Follow. Here's a here, here's a way I see this example that you just had. So I was a bartender for a long time, and there'd be like one or two people every once in a while that'd be like, "Hey, uh, is Will there? Will here?" And I'd be like, "No, he's not working today." He goes, "Okay, cool." And so they sit down and they have a beer or two, and then they go, "Hey, you know, Will charges us usually this much for these two beers." And of course, it's like you just ratted out somebody, uh, right? when it was totally unnecessary. Now you're lucky for me. I might not, I might not say anything to anybody, but you know, that test we all take before we, uh, the personality test. And it goes, if you had a friend working for the same company and you knew that he or she was stealing, would you say anything to the management? And if you say anything other than I wouldn't, I would say something, 
then you're not getting the job. Like you automatically know to answer that one. Like I would tell on my friend for for this company. I swear my my loyalty to this company. Well, then then you're a rat, and and you know what what do we think of rats in this country? But the person, hmm? yeah, we well we got a fucking they ratchet rat uh, rats get uh, tats. Snitches get. Stitches is That's what right. what we're uh, we're no, operating no, no. Rats, right now. Rats get the bats. Rats get the bats. That's right. Yeah. Well, but our whole judicial our whole judicial system is built on um, people telling on other people. Yeah, it's becoming. No one that. would ever get convicted. I mean, look up a prisoner dilemma. And, and 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 you've got you've got uh, the whole basis of of how convictions are are handed down, one person telling on another. Yeah, yeah, man. So you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, stealing happens all the time. I was a bartender. I didn't steal. I I stole. I stole, and in, in the technical sense, I stole. But you how know, dare I, you. what I what I was doing, I was misappropriating. That's what I did as a bartender. I didn't steal. Stealing is pouring a drink for a friend and not charging it. Mm-hmm. I was given a comp tab, so you know, I, I had a fifty dollar comp tab during my shift. Um, I knew that I could have one friend come in, and I could give him fifty dollars worth of drinks, and he'd tip me fifty bucks. That's right. And I would pocket that money. Mm-hmm. But that's not breaking the rules because I put all those drinks on the comp tab. As long as I charged for them and the inventory wasn't off, then that's not Yeah, the deal. some companies yeah. are just like, dude, you know, just make account for it. That's all we ask for it. You know, just like yeah. if it's waste, um, you know, I used to have that same thing with the, uh, it was a waste uh, tab because, um, you know, sometimes you'd waste and you'd throw a beer or two on there once in a while. And I never made a made a big thing like used it every day, but every once in a while I'd throw a beer or two on that waste tab, and I'd be the one drinking it. So you know, one way around it is mis- misappropriation. Mm-hmm. So um, if on the server bar the little little uh, receipt pops up, and I see a Jack and Coke. Mm-hmm. Susie is going to serve a Jack and Coke to one of her customers in the dining room. Well, if I put rail whiskey in that in that drink and some coke the guy's probably not gonna know and i give that to Susie. so now that means that i can give a jack daniels shot to my buddy and charge him for a real whiskey mm-hmm. that's right mm-hmm. so that that is still stealing yes it's Still stealing. Technically. And yeah. I'm stealing from somebody. I'm stealing from the guy that paid for the Jack Daniels drink and got rail. You're, you're stealing from your employer, the one that trusted you enough to handle money and handle all their merchandise for for you know, like instead of them doing it, they trusted you to do all this and you go around and you you misappropriate funds and uh you know, you're not to be trusted and that's that's kind of what i feel what goes on with 
people where I work, you know, people are like really hating against old white men. And they're like, we like socialism and such. And like, hello, your boss is an old white guy that like did what he did to do it. And I work with people when I worked uh, uh, as a barista for them that he would, that people would just not charge and just pocket cash. And like, I'm thinking, man, you are fucking stealing from someone that lets you have a job. And like, they'll complain about like, well, I don't make enough as a, as a uh, barista. We'll get a different fucking job if it doesn't pay you enough. You know, stealing, and you know, and some, and some, they justify stealing for, you know, oh, I need to eat. It's the Aladdin complex. Oh, well, you know, my, my, my fucking monkey needs to eat and shit. Well, motherfucker, you don't need to have a monkey. Okay. I don't understand the Aladdin complex. No, it's a joke. You fucking turd. Because he eats, you know, he steals what he eats because he eats to live. And you know he's got a the monkey. monkey. He's got a monkey. The monkeys. No, the thing is, is like you know, like homeless people that have dogs. Like you're kind of like, come yeah. on, like that. You look at it and you go, we're the only society in America where homeless people have a pet. Well, I will tell you, I heard a story from my sister when she was in Spain, and she was watching these gypsies, gypsies. and they would. In the, in the morning, they would bring this person out with no arms and no legs and sit them on a curb with a, with a cup in front of them. And that person would just have people walk by and, and drop money into the cup. And at the end of the day, they'd come and pick them up. So I, 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 I would say that that was like the equivalent of the dog in another country. So a false premise, they have human pets in other countries. They take it to another level. It's called slaves. All right, Jim, I think that's enough for the day. What do you think, bud? <laughs> we went over almost an hour and a half. Just, and did we cover, did we solve anything? I think we got a lot, a lot off our chest instead. I think so. I mean, look. What's I, the solve, really? I mean, the people, hopefully the people listening to this had their their own complex with some of these issues. And because we talked through it, perhaps it helps them in some way. Maybe that's the way we can help, of course. Maybe, maybe. Well, let's open a discussion. But I, I'd say, look, for, if we're going to get to the uh, to some sort of resolution, do you agree that we have to do some sort of immigration reform? Well, of course you. But you've heard me tell you what and, what it is uh, and, supposed and, to be already. And I, I, I'm coming to the table and saying, I'm not, I'm not going to fight the wall. The only thing I will do is say I don't want to agree to a wall or the funding by the American people of the wall without putting some sort of solutions in place to take care of the people that are already here. Now, let me ask you a question. Now, don't you think that's part of the plan already? But you, we have to put the wall up first because if we do this step of, if we do this out of, out of order, you're just, how are we going to account for the giant flood of people that realize, oh, they, they're, okay, so they approve both of these things. They approve the wall and the, the, the reform, of course, which makes people that are within the walls at a certain date 
Um, it makes them, they can become a legitimate a citizen, but not an actual citizen, but be legitimized here in America. Uh, they'll have papers, but they won't be a real citizen, of course. Uh, imagine, yeah, they'll be a, like citizen, citizen with an asterisk. Yeah, and, and what's going to happen if, if is that at, if we don't have the, if we have this wall up, we'll be able to block this giant wave of people that are going to inevitably show up when this happens. Don't you think that's exactly what's going to happen if we just say no wall and we say legal reform? Uh, if you're here uh, before March first and through on you know through a whole month, you go to this certain center and we legitimize you. Don't you think that's going to be just flooding the fucking market? It's going to be flooding the um, people are going to be coming from all over the world, not just from the the southern border, but from everywhere trying to get in to make it into this legal reform that we're doing. But first, we need to block off the ones we you know the ones that are coming here illegally, the overstayed visas, if you overstay your visa, you're already going to not be a legitimate citizen because you broke the law. You know, you'll get deported back. You know, things like that. You're going to, if you broke a, if you broke, you know, a law, you're a criminal or something, you're going back. We won't, we won't consider um, jumping over the border a, 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 a criminal offense when you're here already, you know. But if we catch you in the act of doing it, you're in trouble, baby. You're going back. And you're never coming back again, or you'll never be able to be able to come back. But it all makes sense. It all makes sense because we need the wall first. We need it up first, and the promise of this of this reform is going to happen. I mean, do you imagine that it's just going to be the wall and we're done? We're like, okay, we blocked off our we blocked ourselves off from the Mexicans. Um, so what do we do now? No, you you have to understand there is a second plan to this, and it's part of like. Donald Trump's business, you know, it's how he does things step at a step. You got to make sure we get this wall first, then we do legal reform. But it's not off the table. I, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's part of his master plan because there was an agreement last Wednesday that they were about to sign. The government wasn't going to shut down. Then he had his holiday party, and then, and then he's hanging out with Laura Ingram and Rush Limbaugh. And all that, and then the next day he changed his mind because he was pissed. So because everyone they, was saying, "Bro, you've been putting this off. Don't let these guys push you. you. Who are you? I'm the Donald. Who are you? I'm the Donald. Tell me again, who are you? I'm the Donald." And they pumped him up, and they, dude. And they said, "There's no possible way that we will, we will." Uh, he goes, um, you know what they told him? He goes, candidacy. he goes, you know, they, this is what everyone was telling him too at the holiday party. They go. You know what, Donald? Obama let the government shut down during Christmas time. You're going to let, look at you go. And he's like, I'm not going to let that happen. Daisy's motherfuckers. I'm not going to let them take my wall. And he's like, well, yeah, well, you're just as good as Obama. And he's like, okay, fine. They, they goaded him into it, called him Obama a couple times. And he's like, fuck it. I am not standing, I'm standing strong on this wall. Yeah. Well, the wall's not going to happen until there's some. We've got to compromise. That's what government is all about. That's what governance is about. That's what politicians do. It's funny how we're we're the ones compromising when it's the one it's the this side that's saying absolutely no wall. And it's so funny how there's no one compromising with that when we're compromising with legal reform that you guys want. And not, I'm not saying you, but, uh, you know, but Democrats. We're working on this this legal reform. We're about DACA recipients when it clearly says that people that weren't that have parents 
that aren't citizens and you're born in America doesn't make you a citizen. I don't care how good you speak English. I don't care what kind of degrees you've obtained in America. You I mean, we maybe we can make you a legitimate citizen somehow, but, you know, read the Constitution. That's what it says. That's why Ted Cruz is an American citizen born in Canada, eh? Because he was born to American parents. Yes, right. On vacation, and or his something. father father was a first generation immigrant. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Was his father an American? Uh, no. I think the mother was the citizen, and that's the only one that matters. It helps if you have two of them, but uh, one of them is all it really matters. Yeah. Well, Ted Cruz is a piece of shit. He's That's an like your opinion, man. It's the same thing with it Donald is. Trump. You guys are all like, well, okay, he read Green Eggs and Ham on the fucking Senate floor, and I disrespect him for everything he's done. Anyone else does that kind of thing to filibuster, like you guys would be like fucking right on, man. But no, it's because he's a Republican, and you guys say he looks like the Zodiac Killer. It's like you guys have no real reason to not like this guy. He's actually done things, and Beto's done nothing. He just looks good and he speaks well. He was the one that started the polarization of of the parties and fractured the Republican Party. And the fact that he's uh, looked at with uh, with uh, rose rose colored glasses by by any Republican um, troubles me because they do not remember that he was the one that brought about the uh, the birth of the Tea Party and that Tea Party and the Freedom Caucus and all that has just really uh, been divisive and, and not productive for the, the what, political what have, uh, they, what have they done? landscape. What is something they've done make them divisive? By, by just having these hard-line stances on that, that, that offer no compromise. It's just they, want, they are the ones that are fighting for mass deportations and and building the wall without immigration reform. So I'm I'm just saying. I don't understand. You're so going. what you hate about these people is the same reason that is going on now. They <laughs> don't you see that? You've got to compromise. No, I mean the people that the, the the compromise is not coming from the compromise is coming from Republicans, not Democrats. Democrats are very hard on their stance of no wall. Just like you say these people are very hard on their stance of something. Like people are going to be hard on their own stance, right? But you can't use an example like oh he was hard on something like this and it's it's a it's a called a logical fallacy. Just because he did something like that or it should displace his whole you know, your whole view on him. You know what I'm saying? Like someone saying like, oh, it's classic whataboutism. Oh, well, Obama did it. Well, Obama did it. Well, you know, just because Obama did it, you know, and we'll use that a lot because it needs to be, even though it's a logical fallacy, you say these, oh, well, Trump was putting kids in cages and you go, well, Obama was doing it too. And the reason why you say that, and they'll be like, well, that's a logical fallacy. What, I'm supposed to hate Obama now because I don't like something Trump doing and that Obama did the same exact thing? You go, yeah, you should, because the only reason why you hate it now is because for some reason you don't like Trump, and you can't ignore all this. You ignore all the bad things that he's done, uh, that Obama's done, that pretty much Donald Trump can do the same things, has done the same things, and he gets way more 
uh, slack for it. Doesn't get way more slack for it. He gets way more guff for it than Obama would get for it. And it's just because people don't like Trump. He's abrasive. He's he's a seems like a bad guy. He's a boss. I get it. I get why yeah. people don't like right. an alpha. There's too many betas out there right now, and when an alpha comes around, no one wants to, you know, all they do is talk shit about the alpha, but when it's time to step up, you know, they're a bunch of fucking pussy cowards. <laughs> I guess it's, it's, uh, it's the tone. It's the tone. I'm You're sorry right. that and we have the, to change our tone. Oh, my God, it's tone. It's I don't, like, the way, I don't right. like your tone, mister. I don't like your tone, Trump. <laughs> Come on, man. Are we are we this like sensitive about someone's specific tone or how they cross their arms all the time and their face always looks like it's resting in a bitch stance? You know, like, come on, man. Are we in a world where that's what we that's how we judge someone that's running our country right now instead of like, well, yeah, he's done a couple weird things like fuck porn stars, and I'm like, yeah, that's fucking sweet, dude. He's fucked them. Matter of fact, they the porn stars had to pay him at the end. Like that's fucking way cooler. This guy's a boss beyond bosses. No matter how much you hate the guy, like you have to look beyond those little petty things you look at and you go, oh yeah, his hair looks shitty. Matter of fact, you know what I just heard? I heard he bought out. Uh, a uh, fast food chain, and he's calling it, yes, that's right, McDonald Trumps. Yeah, I saw I saw your Facebook post on that. He did not buy McDonald's. I know. Um, <laughs> but he could, and it would, it would still serve a billion if, more people. If you go if you if you go with that rumor, I'm sure you could uh, negatively affect uh, McDonald's uh, bottom line. That's, that's for sure. You know, I'm it sure. doesn't matter. All my all my friends out here hate McDonald's anyways. Anytime I mention McDonald's, they're like, oh, gross. And I'm like, are you fucking joking me? That's one of the best fucking cheap fast food you can buy everywhere. Have you not had their fries? Don't tell me you haven't had their fries. Well, I like their breakfast. McDonald's, McDonald's fries are the best. The best and consistent all around the world. In-N-Out burger fries, garbage. Yeah, maybe. Cherry fries, garbage. Whoa, uh, whoa. The only thing I, I, I'd say it's McDonald's and then secondary fries would be Wendy's. And then I haven't been to a Burger King in over 25 years, so I can't even make an educated uh, comment on, on Burger King. Yeah, but, I swore off of know. them uh, sometime this year when I got some of their food and I just didn't feel good after eating it. And I think I, I, think I either puked or uh, pooped it out real fast, puked or puked, and, and I, I swore off of them. I'm done with uh, Burger King now. Yeah, but I mean, like, these are the real issues. You know, what's the best French fry? And you and I can agree. Let's 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 end on that. We agree, McDonald's fries are the best. They are really spectacular fries. Are they the best though? I, I don't know. Um, out of the fast food, out of the fast food. Out of all the fast food, Wendy's has a pretty good natural cut. Um, Carl's Jr. has the Chris cut fries. Um, Jack has curly fries. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about regular straight fries, man, I don't know. There's something about the taste of McDonald's that makes it great. It's a perfect, but, but well, you're, you're, you're only supposed to eat six fries a day. That's, that was the latest, uh, latest article. Yeah. They can, and go, then, they can go eat my asshole if they're, if that's what they're going to say that, and, fuck that. And are you eating your fries with mayo or just ketchup? No, I don't ever. I, I I rarely eat them with a condiment. I like fries on their own a lot of the times. Okay. 
Yeah, McDonald's fries are the only ones that I can eat on their own. Even any other no. fries, man. I, I just like I like potatoes that are fried with a little bit of salt. It's not bad at all. Well, listen, Merry Christmas to you and yours. That's right. And I will see you probably before the end of the year. And if not, I'll see you next year. All right, dude. That's uh, Jimmy Preston. Say goodbye. From Northern Virginia, just 10 miles, 15 miles outside of our nation's capital. This has been Low Speaks. That's right.